Welcome to the Contagious Victories podcast. Each week, we talk inspiration, explore possibilities, and share insights from creative perspectives. I'm Tori Blackman, and I'm here to remind you that your purpose in life is to celebrate the victories, because victories are contagious. Episode 12 is brought to you by the Contagious Victories newsletter. Get first looks at podcast topics, guests, blog posts, and more when you receive the bi-weekly Contagious Victories newsletter. Signing up is easy. Visit ContagiousVictories.com for all the info. Welcome back to Contagious Victories. This is episode 12. My name is Victoria Blackman, and I am here to hold space for you. Here on the Contagious Victories podcast, we celebrate the act of doing, the challenges of being, and the powerful moments that pivot us into new directions. Thank you for spending time listening today. If you are new, then welcome. We have a community over on Facebook if you have any questions that you want to ask or if you want to share a story of your own. I would love to bring you on to the show or share your triumph over here with our listeners. Before we get into today's special interview, I would like to turn the spotlight onto one of our listeners for a moment. Shout out to Lico Crump from Lico Entertainment Technologies. He is an absolute all-star in my opinion. He gave the podcast a rating over an Apple podcast, and here's what he said about the show. Tori is providing useful content in this podcast, focusing on all things professional, spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional health. You summed it up perfectly, Lico. Go check out Lico Crump, creator of Lico Entertainment Technologies. You can find him over on Instagram at Lico Crump, over on Twitter at Lico underscore C, and at Lico ET on Facebook. That dude is a champ. He literally just got to meet Gary V this past weekend, and that guy is my hero. Lico, I mean, Lico is my hero. Give him a follow and check out all the cool media he's brought to Pensacola and the Gulf Coast. Okay, so I am so excited about today's guest interview. It is someone that I've talked about having on before, and I've kind of teased y'all with for a few episodes, but now I've finally gotten an interview with him, and I'm so excited to welcome him on the show. His name is Tony Blackman. Yeah, Tony Blackman, my dad. Now, he has a very unique story, and it actually ties into my story, and it is one of my favorite victory stories of all time. It's the motivation behind this podcast, the inspiration behind my life, to be honest, and why I personally go after my dreams. I really hope you enjoy it. Before we dive in, though, I want to do what we do every single episode. We are going to take a minute to do a quick little meditation. We're going to share a few affirmations and give a moment of appreciation to where we are right now. So if you are in a place where you can pause, perhaps close your eyes for a few moments, and join me in recognizing our breath, then I invite you to do so. And once we take a few deep breaths and recognize the pattern of our breath and how it could sink up with the ocean if we were standing near the ocean because the rise and the fall of our breath could match up with the rise and the fall of the waves crashing on the shore. And once we recognize that pattern, we have the ability and choice 
to give thanks. So for this meditation, I'm going to turn the microphone or the spotlight on you. Use this time to finish this sentence. I am grateful for I am grateful for I am grateful for sunshine, for heat in the winter, for air conditioning in the summer. But what is something so unique to your life that you are thankful for? Maybe it's something that you answered in the previous questions. Perhaps you just thought of it. Perhaps it just came to mind. We'll use it to fill in the blank for this next affirmation. I am incredibly blessed for... Here we go again. I am incredibly blessed for... blessed beyond comparison for you have no idea what you have just done by thinking of that thing that filled you up that you are so grateful for you have no idea how just thinking of it has altered the reality that you are in you see before You were neutral or perhaps negative, or maybe you were just in a positive state of mind. Maybe this this podcast charged you up, but by embodying that thing that you were grateful for, that person, that idea, whatever it was, by embodying it with your entire body and really, truly being grateful for it, you have set off a vibration of love into your current reality. You have changed your state. That's amazing. Give yourself a huge, huge bear hug. Wiggle it out if you want to. And I hope that you have a big old smile on your face because I'm smiling thinking about how you are feeling right now. You can't sell that stuff. You can't purchase the feeling of love. It's unique to you. And I hope you realize how incredibly blessed you are. You're so special. And whatever it is that you're grateful for, that's special too. Hmm. Oh, let out one more big... Deep, oh, breath. One more last thank you. Thank you for joining me in this meditation. Without any further ado, I would like to welcome on my father, Mr. Tony Blackman. All right, Contagious Victories listeners, I am here with my dad, Tony. Tony, thank you so much for letting me call you Tony, first of all, because I know that's kind of weird, but then also for joining me for the show. Um, You want to introduce yourself and tell them where you're from and kind of a little bit about who you are? Just a couple of sentences. Well, I am uh, Tony. 
Blackman, and I'm from Mobile. I was born and raised here. I'm also dad to Victoria. All right. Well, I think that this is, that was a good introduction, first of all. And even though I'm really excited about doing this, all of a sudden I'm having flashbacks because we've actually been on a recording before. It's been probably about a decade, mm. maybe a little more like two decades. But mm. we used to record all the time, or not all the time, but a little bit when I was little, little, because you've had your own radio show, haven't you, like back in the day? I had a um, radio show I did. Um, it was on one of the AM affiliates here in the Mobile area. It was uh, more of a Bible teaching type That's uh, cool. show. But yes, I do remember breaking out the microphone and the uh, mini cassette. Yeah. And I would uh, record you in my lap, and we would talk. And I still have those recordings somewhere. We'll have to go dig yeah. them out sometime. That's so funny. <clears throat> and like I mentioned, just since I've been sitting here with you, I've all of a sudden kind of had flashbacks of like, wow, this is completely natural. And now I know why, because we've done it before. This is something that we've we've done before and that I've actually probably inherited a curiosity yeah. for because yeah. of your your um, your interest and in, in what makes you and your story relevant to my life other than just being my dad because I feel like we have like that relationship of you being my dad but then also a deeper one which is why I've actually invited you on here because a lot of your story makes up my story and who I am and who I kind of identify with and so um, because I am curious about other people's stories, then I feel like it's fair for me to share mine. And it's been 12 episodes, Contagious Victories listeners, I've promised that I would tell you my origin story. And um, and so here, here it is. And I think this is going to be a really great one. Now, Dad, I guess we could start with just my name, Victoria, which mm -hmm. kind of ties into the Contagious Victories podcast because that's been um, kind of a a value, victory, having a positive kind of um, take on, or a positive perspective on life and having just an, a peaceful calm in you throughout life because you know that there are victory stories. There are going to be times when we're challenged, but also there are times when victory happens. And that's happened to you personally mm. when you were younger than I am right now. And because of that story, um, you named me Victoria. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and sure. share kind of... Yes, Victoria. Um, that was a name that um, I feel like uh, summed up um, a, a time period that I went through uh, before you were born. Um, I had cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I, I discovered I had cancer just before uh, your mother and I we're married. And, now, how old uh, were you? I was 20, I believe, just, no, I think I was just turning 21. Okay. When I discovered that. Um, yeah, I believe it was. It was 20 or 21, I, I can't remember I thought you exactly, were younger than that for some reason. I don't know why. <clears throat> I thought you were 19, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. You would know. I, I, I believe I was 20 or 21. Okay. Um, and... Um, they uh, found it. I went in because I had a, a cold. Uh, I couldn't quite shake. And um, uh, I remember your mother asking me, you know, telling me, yeah, I need to go back and check in, you know, go, go let the doctor check you a little bit more. You just seem to not get over that. And I was young and I thought I was bulletproof and <laughs> I kind of ignored the situation for a while. And um, and my mom's a nurse, so it wasn't yeah. just her being, I mean, of course she was concerned about you. And of course, you know, she was yeah, I, I telling you to go to the doctor. She tells me all the time, you need to go to the doctor, you need to check up. But, um, but also she knew kind of, or I guess she recognized that you need to go to the doctor. It could be more serious. Yeah, that, so. I, she had kind of insisted. <laughs> and um, so I decided one day to go and the doctor looked at me and said, you know, it, it looks like you might want to have this checked by, you know, uh, profession, uh, someone who specializes in, 
cancer and uh, the particular type. And so, long story short, we had it looked at. I got a biopsy of it, and uh, they confirmed it was cancer. Mm. And so I... Um, Which is scary a, at any age, but yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So young, too. So I um, I went through some chemotherapy. Um, Not to mention your dad mm-hmm. had, had cancer, too, and had previously... Yeah. I had seen what cancer can do, and I had seen him struggle with that for about five years. He had passed away with um, Hodgkin's um, lymphoma. Uh, leukemia oh man and so at those in those days the medicines and the chemotherapies were harsh yeah and uh they were they still are but in those days they were really uh, i think worse than the disease but i shock it out of you almost like i saw the the life of him slowly seep away Mm. and uh and he was a big man a, a very uh, I hear handsome man from both men and women told me. <laughs> People told me that about you, not to be weird. But, like, even at work, they're like, I saw your dad. Like, good-looking guy. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. So I guess it runs in our family because right. people, you know, you got a good-looking dad. I'm a good-looking gal. You're a good-looking guy. <laughs> you know, even even through sickness and stuff, we got good yeah, looks. <laughs> we get, uh, it helps. But, um, yeah, he I saw that. So I was very familiar with with what cancer can do. So it, mm. I will admit at first it was a bit scary and, 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 um, it worried me. Mm. Um, but, uh, I had always seemed like, and I think, um, throughout my entire life from, since I was a young boy, uh, I've always felt a connection with my creator. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone through uh, periods of time where I was extremely religious, and I've kind of uh, gone through other times where I've I'm more spiritual, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I am now. I have learned a lot of things from different religions and different denominations and whatnot. But um, with those things said, there was always seemed like a personal uh, relationship with my Creator that I've always had since a young boy Hmm. and um it seemed to always be there and uh comforting me especially in this time of my life when i was going through that um to this day i have a a certain um i guess uh thing that happens to me from time to time i will uh, walk up upon a feather oh yeah we've talked about that on the show too with brina and, and I've um, heard you tell me that before. Yeah, yeah it, it, it seemed to be uh, a sign for me. A blue least, feather, right? Or is it, it was actually, just... in this particular case, the first time that it really hit home with me was uh, it was a blue jay feather. Mm. And I was walking in my garden after I'd been diagnosed with cancer and was kind of going through some things. And I was talking with uh, uh, my creator. And and uh, I looked down on the... Uh, the ground, I saw this this blue jay feather, <laughs> and uh, it reminded me that, and I felt a, kind of a message that came with that, that I was not alone, and that no matter, you know, what I might go through, he was with me. <laughs> so I kept this in the back of my mind, and um, to, 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 till this day when I see a feather, I know it's the same message. We all go through things that uh, will test us Mm -hmm. and uh, things that um, make us think. And uh, for me, this is uh, kind of a precursor to, it's almost like a sign that, okay, Tony, um, you're about to be challenged, so put your seatbelt on, but you're not alone. So it's encouraging and... um, at first, it was, you know, after seeing these feathers from time to time, <laughs> it could almost be scary, but I've learned to accept them and understand that as long as I do what I can do, the best that I can do, that uh, that's good enough yeah. and that I'm not alone. But um, Have you seen any feathers recently? I, you know, I, I, I think I picked up one uh, about a uh, month or so ago, huh. and I went through a... Uh, a loss yeah. with my best friend. And uh, so 
these, um, uh, I guess, uh, things that happened to me coming up, I, I've always felt like uh, God's been with me. Mm-hmm. And so going back to the cancer, you know, they were telling me that there was a good chance that uh, after I was going through these chemotherapy sessions that I would still, I still may need some surgery. They were going to mm-hmm. try this chemo first and um, see if that worked. But if not, they, they, they may have to go in and really just kind of gut me uh, all through my abdomen and, and just take out every lymph node I possibly could because it, it seems to spread. The yeah. type of cancer I had uh, was one of the most uh, fastest spreading cancers that you could have. Mm-hmm. So I um, want to pause right yeah, here and just say that, okay, so while all this is going on, not only, you know, just to kind of set the scene here, um, not only were you young, not only were you or not young, but middle, I mean, not middle age, but early adulthood, super (laughs) early adulthood, which I'm kind of on the other side of now, but now my younger brother, Nick, your, your son, Mm. your other kid, (laughs) he's kind of in that right now. Um, and it's, we all know that, I mean, as great as being a teenager or an early adult is, it's a confusing time. So that was kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. You also had, um, your tonsils taken out around this time. Your wisdom teeth were taken out. So those are two. My tonsils were out when I was just about. Oh, oh, oh. Well, wisdom teeth. That's what I meant. Wisdom. Yes. But then you had, oh, you had TMJ surgery. So, okay. So two other major surgeries on top of cancer, right? Yes. You're still young. And then on top of that, and this is another thing that like, I remember hearing when I was younger and thinking, oh, that that was a big deal. But now that I'm older and I'm kind of in the place that you were current or you were in when you were battling all this, um, I can't imagine. Also, you were planning a wedding. You were yeah. getting married and you haven't had to even reschedule that wedding yeah, after yes. sending out invitations, which mm-hmm. is a nightmare that some people, that's like their worst thing in their life is like, oh no, we have to reschedule our wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you had to do that because of chemo and cancer right. and you had all these other surgeries, you're young. So I just can't. And, and then on top of that, you, you were battling something that you know that sometimes doesn't end the way that you want it to. And sometimes. Yeah. It's, it was, it, no one knew the outcome. Right. No one knew, but you like, you know, so setting that scene, it's scary for you. But mm. I remember you've told me in the past before that you looked yourself in the mirror one one time and you just had just this wave of like kind of faith, this wave of like, I don't know the outcome, but it's going to be okay either way. That's right. And, um, and so, yeah, you were going into all these unknown circumstances, but you still, you saw the feather, you saw, you saw. Faith. I had a lot of family support too. Okay. Um, from both, uh, your, your mother and her family and, um, my mother yeah, and my family. So that helps. They were very supportive and, and, um, and comforting me as well through but this time. Also mm-hmm. just that internal relationship, like you said, with your creator, that was like the, yeah, that was my, I guess my, um, your main ship or something. I don't mm-hmm. know what a good metaphor would be for that, but yeah, just the, yeah, the knowing Mm-hmm. I felt I felt comfortable that either way I was going to be taken care of, um, even unto death. And I'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, because the way that happened was was his own story. But um, yeah, I, did, I can continue. Yeah, to continue. Do, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess uh, w- after going through the chemo, uh, I was. Uh, let go and they said well oh, hopefully gosh. that'll that'll work and I, I want to say that's when your mother and I uh, we did uh, get married and I was on my honeymoon <laughs> when I heard uh, I had gotten the message back from the doctor that uh, the chemo was not successful oh man I didn't know that yeah I didn't know you were at your honeymoon which was I want to say where? I was in Disney World <laughs> yeah yeah and so happiest place on earth right? yeah yeah <laughs> and I had uh, gotten the word that they wanted me to come back and do the surgery side note also pause um, just another shout out to our creator and how the universe kind of provides for you in weird ways um, I do think it's really kind of cool that the way that y'all 
got to go on your honeymoon because I'm, I mean, oh, to yeah. our audience members, you're yes. going through all these things. You yes. just planned a wedding and you got chemo. It's kind of expensive. You would think that like you wouldn't maybe pursue a honeymoon. I mean, especially if you're not feeling too good or anything like that, but, but y'all won the honeymoon because of McDonald's, right? Y'all That's played the right. Monopoly game. I was like you. <laughs> the only person I've ever known who actually won the Monopoly game. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, um, which, you know, they say, you know, the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree or chip off the old block. I was in television. Oh, okay, I was yeah. uh, working at WALA TV 10 when they had their office downtown by the Bankhead Tunnel. Okay. And um, I was working down there, and one of the places I would go, of course, on my break would go get a that McDonald's. McDonald's. Right. So I was going through and uh, the drive-thru, and they were having the Monopoly game. And this was... Probably a month before the scheduled wedding date. Okay. And um, I don't know exactly when, yeah, but no, it was it was before. It um, and pulled off the old you know side of the cup. Yeah. Uh, it was a French fry or something, and it said uh, Disney World vacation. Wow. I, I mean, was like, wow. So there are just the reason I brought that up is because there's hidden gems along the way mm-hmm. that I feel like. Kind of like you said with the feather that are like, hey, like I know you're going through a hard time, but let me just try to make it like a little bit better. Here's yeah, here's I some feel support like <laughs> along the way from from so many different uh, sources. I could see my creator's hand. Mm. That's a good way to put it. Okay, um, but yeah, you were in Disney World. You got the call. The yeah. chemo didn't go through. Yeah, and so I just kind of said, well, I'll. Um, it's hard to compartmentalize those type of emotions. But uh, I think I, I'd kind of put them to the side and said, well, we'll finish our honeymoon. And then mm. when we get back, we'll deal with that. And uh, which is a lesson that I'm constantly having to relearn every time something, you know, that comes into your life. You, you sometimes have a tendency to see the mountain. Oh, yeah. I encourage myself and others, just look at the next step, mm. not the mountain. So anyway, I, uh, yeah, I I came back and my mother decided, you know, she was going to go up. We were, we were asked to come back to Indianapolis, uh, the university of, um, Indianapolis, I believe is that, I I think that's what, what, where we were. We had had one chemo, two chemotherapy sessions there and, uh, they wanted me to return there for the surgery. So. Um, and the surgery wasn't like a chemo. It was different. Yeah, this surgery was, uh, they were cutting me. Mm. They were they were gutting me. I mean, they were going to take everything out. And the thing that they kept on reiterating was there was a really, really big possibility, more so than not, than that uh, I would uh, not have the ability to have children. Yeah. They were around a lot of nerves that affect all that down there and they said that uh, just letting you know that it's more probable than not you're not going to have children but you'll have life I mean you know but you'll survive right yeah so um, I had uh, I listened um, but I reflected back that uh, so many times I had had what you would call premonitions of Hmm. of children and okay. uh, in my earlier life, and um, so you know, I just kind of listened and said, "Okay, well, whatever we'll happens, yeah. yeah, we'll see." That's what. What is it? <laughs> Who's to say? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then I was up, and I was on the plane, and my mother and I. Well, actually, we had taken some pre-surgery uh, X-rays. And um, CAT scans here in Mobile. My doctor here was Dr. Meshed. Okay. Um, and he had actually been my, my dad's doctor as well. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, he, uh, he had taken some x-rays and all. And I'd ta- I was uh, taking those on the plane with me, and I, I flew up to, to the uh, University of Indianapolis. Or Indiana. It's, it's either Indiana or Indianapolis. I remember when I landed, it was a big 
Indianapolis 500 deal because the whole airport was full of checker flags and oh. cars. And, you know, they, I guess that's kind of like a Mardi Gras for them up there yeah. is that Indianapolis 500. It's a big deal. They own it. and they, Oh, that's, yeah. Everything's branded with it. Yeah. But uh, huh. I remember getting up there. And then they uh, we went into a, a hotel the, the day before I was admitted into the hospital. And um, that day, they they uh, res- I, go, I went ahead and gave them the the, the uh, X-rays and CAT scans that uh, they had, that I'd brought with me. Plus, they took their own. Okay. As well. And um, oh, I hated that dye. They used to give you this yeah. dye to drink, and for probably a decade, I could not drink great Kool Aid. Really? Yes, I could still taste the dye Eww. in it. You know. And it just, and you're already kind of... And it shows up on, t- I guess it's to show up Yeah, it's on to tests. help them see yeah. um, where the cancer is and map out things, I think. Uh-huh. But, oh, God, lady, it was, I can, I'm just now over it. <laughs> but um, they, uh, we did that, and then I went back to the hotel, spent the night, and then that next morning, I was admitted in, and early, uh, they gave me, gave me the room, my mother and I was... Uh, in the room and um, they went back over, you know, kind of what to expect when I woke up. They were telling me that, you know, I probably would have a colostomy bag on because they were all in my abdomen and around my groin area and Mm -hmm. they just said, you're probably going to, it's going to take a few days before all that starts working again and, you know, just telling me all the ins and outs of what to expect. Yeah. And uh, they said that they would have a tomorrow uh, early a.m. surgery. I think I was first on the block. It was huh. like a 5 a.m. surgery or something. And the nurse came in. She said, well, we're going to give you some laxative to start uh, flushing you out. Right. You know? And uh, we'll be back here in a little bit with some of that. So I was really excited about that. <laughs> but... Um, Nurse came back shortly, and she gave me a, a glass of this laxative and left the room. And uh, I remember saying a prayer before I drank it. And I said, you know, thinking back at all the things my dad went through and people that I had known to go through cancer and um, uh, people that had, had it worse than me, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I remember saying, Lord, you know, I know that there's worse out there than me. And uh, certainly I have not been any saint. But uh, I said to my father, I said, you know, you've been with me. And I, I could remember, you know, I, like you said earlier, I already had my wisdom teeth out and some other issues that I'd gone through. But I've always felt like he was there. And I said, uh you know, I won't ask you anything that your own son had not asked, and that is if this cup could pass, I ask that it would. But I know that regardless, your will be done. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I know that you're with me even unto death. I accepted that fact. Yeah. And because um, I knew he was with me. So no matter what the outcome you know, I was ready for it. And I, 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 I remember saying just, you know, thank you and amen. And about that time, I, I started to drink the cup. And before it actually, those that laxative reached my lips, the, doc, the uh, nurse came in and said, Mr. Blackman, could you, you don't need to drink that. And I, I kind of looked at her puzzled, like, well, you just told me 10 minutes ago to go ahead and drink it. She said, no, no, don't drink it. She said it because if you do, you you you'd have a really really bad um, flight home, a very uncomfortable flight home. Yeah. And I, I'm You're like home. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you talking about? You know. She said, well, it looks like that. Um, and she kind of, almost as if she's not really supposed to tell me yet. Yeah. But she says, but she said, um, it looks like the cancer's not there. Yeah. The, the CAT scans we took yesterday shows it's gone. It just went away. 
But the ones she in said, the deal. Yeah, the ones that I brought with me showed that it was there. So I, uh, I said, what? Yeah. Almost as if uh, argumentative. Yeah, like, like what? what, 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 what came all the way know, up here. Yeah. And, uh, and she, she's like, uh, no, no, they're, they're gone. But the doctor will be in here to explain it in just a minute. And I sat there absolutely I, I just stunned. Didn't you hear something, too, like right after, like, your prayer or something? You said you, like, felt or you heard something, and it was like, what? Like, it kind of, it seems like I remember you saying something like you were just overwhelmed with this, like, feeling or this noise or something that you heard, and you asked, like, did something happen? And I don't recall them at that moment other okay. than I was just really just blown away. I didn't know okay. what to think. I, 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 eventually I did jump out of the bed and, 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 um, I have to admit, I'm not a, a great dancer, but I was doing <laughs> some dancing okay. and, um, I was just like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone that has seen someone go through uh, cancer knows just, and that's in the back of my mind. I, I, I just knew this is not going to be fun. This yeah. is not going to be good. So it was almost get. I was given a pardon. I was I was given this undesired. I mean, undes very much desired, but un um, uh, uh, grace is the word I'm yeah. trying to say. Grace. Uh, undeserving. Uh, as far as um, you know, I've I've, I've seen. Many, many, many people that are very dedicated to uh, doing uh, the best that they can do. And at that time of my life, I was being, I was young and a little cocky and hmm. just really, you know, <laughs> uh, wasn't my best. And to, for this to happen to me, I, I just, I was very overwhelmingly joyed with, with it. So anyway, the doctor came in and, and said, yeah, he said, uh, I, I, I don't really understand exactly what's going on, but we'll keep an eye on it. And I've talked with your doctor down in Mobile, and we're going to have you looked at, uh, you know, every week, and we'll see what goes on, and then we'll go every month and go from there. And, I, and that's what we did. I, we started out, I had blood tests almost weekly and then monthly, and then you know, quarterly, and then half a year, and then once a year, and then I remember Dr. Misha had said, I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, and I think even when I was living at home, I think every, like, six years you went back or something, yeah, just yeah. to see and make sure, you know, but, like, it's still gone. <laughs> yeah. but just overnight, um, literally, overnight. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it was, my uh, prayers had been answered uh, before I even got there. Yeah. But um, I guess that kind of, when, when that chapter ended, comes the Victoria chapter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, about five years later, uh, little Victoria comes. <laughs> and and we, it wasn't hard for me to um, find the name that I wanted. Because you weren't supposed to have kids. That's right. Yeah. Or so, it was unlikely. Very unlikely. So, what name should we name her? Well, it was very easy for me, Victoria. Oh. Uh, and uh, every time I look at you, I, I think of just how uh, special you are. Mm -hmm. And I know every parent thinks that way of their children, and that's good. Well, every, I mean... I know that, but I was going to say everyone is a miracle in a way because yes. just the odds of becoming a human being mm -hmm. is so, I mean, it happens easily, but then it doesn't at the same time. You know, it's, there's so many odds against people becoming, you know, you have just timing, you have a million possibilities from one end of the spectrum and then the, the mom, you know, following through with the pregnancy and just, mm -hmm. there's so many just obstacles that you have to accomplish. But yeah, I just, I like that my name comes from such a unlikely scenario that mm -hmm. actually did happen. It did Who knows? Develop. You probably <laughs> were lobbying up in heaven saying, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm coming through. I'm coming through. I, I'm, I am. 
And so sometimes I like to think that because of my stubbornness that they're like, here, yeah, okay, we'll give you, you can have this shot. Like, yeah, like this is really unlikely. And I was like, you know, I'll take it. I will take it any chance just to get back over there. (laughs) And then they didn't think it was going to happen because like, what were the odds? But then it did. It It did. did did. (laughs) Because the circumstances were right. Yeah. And so (laughs) ever since you were born and ever since uh, uh, you were able to understand what, uh, what message I might have for you. I've always tried to reiterate that uh, your name means something mm-hmm. and um, you are an overcomer. And so um, you are victorious. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you know, never for giving give up. me that name. Never give up. <laughs> always keep trying. Oh, well, thank you. For... And so that's kind of where we, uh, how we got to, uh, I guess, your beginning. Mm hmm. From, you know, my point of view, from, you know, here you are. Well, do you want to read the little article? that I know you you kind of basically summed up, or yeah, do you want I to talk I, about the article? I think I, uh, there was an article done. Called, um, ironically, but not, Beating uh, the Odds. Beating the Odds. <laughs> it was uh, written by my aunt, actually, who was doing some work for the Mobile Bay Monthly. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, back in the day. I don't know if that magazine still exists or not. Uh, I think Mobile Bay, yeah. But this was a April 1990 issue. Okay. Uh, because I had, uh, ex- you know, that whole story I just went through was 1989. Huh. Um, Jeanette Calmetti is my aunt. Yeah. She's, she, she, she wrote this great article. But uh, I think I summed it up pretty much as what it was about. I like how it says beating the odds. That's neat. Yeah. And uh, the picture of me, what I used to look like, I guess, when I was 20. Yeah. 21. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I had hair. Yeah. I know one of the things I remember when I was little showing people the picture of uh, your wedding photo with my mom, which I know now isn't as, uh, I guess, you know, it's not it, that story, different story, but the story that you're associated with in, in that picture and the reason I would show it to people is because y'all were all dazzled up and stuff and you were going through chemo. You wore a top hat. You didn't have yeah, hair. Yeah, I didn't have any hair. But still so hopeful. And I yeah. love that. I loved that picture. I remember showing my friend, my neighbor, Anna, and just anyone who came over that I would tell the story to. I was mm-hmm. like, look, here, here's a picture. And because I, I just, to me... You would see people's wedding photos, and mm-hmm. all of them looked different, and there was nothing like that picture, yeah. because y'all were so young and scared, but like also so hopeful, and you were just doing your best, you know, you were just doing you, and um, and but yeah, and here you have hair in this photo from the article. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mobile Bay Monthly is still a magazine, but yeah, that's so neat, um, and so I guess. Since then, you've done a lot of different things that have led you to overcome just different victories throughout your life. I know you said, um, like, you've built, like, the shopping center, and that was another thing that you kind of went based on your intuition and, and sh- kind of, like, yes, your gut. gut. And um, and then also, when Nick was born, you told me how you, you had a talk with your creator, and it was like, okay, if you want a son, you can have a son. Here, yeah. have a son. Yeah, so, I know that's a strange story, but it really did happen. I, at least in my head, it did. <laughs> well, no, I mean that's kind of what I want to, what I'm trying to highlight on the show, yeah. and also with this particular episode of just knowing your story and knowing where you came from, is that so often we all have these intuitive kind of like yeah. signals, yeah. and now with the help of the internet and media and just social media where we can all broadcast what we are feeling and doing, I feel like it's become more um, apparent that we all have this intuitive gift inside of us. And Mm -hmm. whether you listen to it or not is kind of up to your free will. But when you do, listen to it. (laughs) Yes. It becomes, not only does it become right, but it also becomes stronger and it's, you know, and it's apparent in other areas of your life too. Like, Hey, this is a guide. I should listen to this. I'm connected to this thing that's bigger than me. Yes. And, um, and so that's, not only did I want to share your story for the sake of sharing my origin story, sharing your story, but also to highlight that that is so true. And here's a mm-hmm. pure example of mm-hmm. where in a life or death situation, someone yeah. 
they didn't have to make any other choice other than just knowing that that intuitive voice was there and had your back and you weren't yeah. alone. You were never yeah, alone. It's, it's never it's judgmental. It's who you are. Yeah, it's never judgmental, this this this, this voice. It's, yeah. it's always calming. It, it's always accepting. It always gives you the choice of, um, and it's with you no matter what. Yeah. Now, you may learn a few lessons along the way right. if you choose A or B and, you know, <laughs> maybe you should have chose B than A, but it's never judgmental. Yeah. At least in my experience, it's never been judgmental. It's been, here you go, make your choice, and I'm with you no matter what. Right. Well, that's beautiful, and I love that. And um, I'm going to kind of transition segue into a couple of questions from um this book that i got you for christmas now this is something called your father's story dad i want to know everything about you give this book to your father and fill to fill out and return back to you so it's kind of i know it's fresh we this is like tell your your listeners to this is a really cool book they should get it you should get it yeah it, um, I bought it from Books A Million, and when I saw it, I told Dad earlier, I had already bought him his Christmas present, not to say that, like, I couldn't, you know, but when I saw it, I was like, okay, I just, I have to get this. Like, this is so fitting for mm-hmm. what I want to do um, in regards to this interview, because I knew it would kind of set us up with some questions, and then just also the... Um, the only word that comes to mind is like historian, the documentation of who you are and the story, although I've been told a thousand times this story, kind of like... The, crev- the pieces in between, you know, like the, the things that fall away. For example, I'm going to open it up. And although it's a blank journal, it will be filled one day. Yes, I, I got it for Christmas. I, I hadn't done That's what I was going to say. Christmas was not even a month ago. So, um, But we're going to start with just some random questions. I'm just going to open it up, and here's an example. Um, here, this is a good one. What golden rule do you want me to live by? What golden rule? I would say, um, and I think you do this a lot anyway, but uh, truly the golden rule uh, of putting yourself in other people's shoes and mm. trying to uh, uh, you know love others as you do yourself that usually helps you more than anything you can possibly do in this lifetime yeah to kind of keep and try to do that the best you can I feel like I wanted to say this earlier a little bit when you were talking about how you have that strong relationship with your creator I wanted to comment and say it's your true self and we all have that like it's not that Although your relationship is specific to you and your creator, that line, that little, you know, I think of it like kind of like um, canned telephones, you know, that's specifically your line of communication. Mm -hmm. But that thing that you're talking to is in all of us. And so when you use the golden rule, it's acknowledging that, you know, Mm -hmm. people say at the end of yoga sessions, namaste, all that really means is the light in me honors the light in you. Right. And I think that that is totally in line mm-hmm. with what you were saying and what the golden rule is. I think is. we have everything we need in in us. It's, you know, and and as I guess our consciousness uh, awakening uh, to that fact, um, we learn. Right. And when you realize that that is all there is, is that big, you know, all consciousness, that everything that loves all of us, no matter mm-hmm. what, then it it's really... Um, it feels not safe. It feels comforting to know that you're not alone because everyone in this world is you. Like, you know, I mean, not, you know, you, Tony, mm-hmm. but it's who you really are. Mm-hmm. And so when you abide by the golden rule, you're just playing a game with yourself. That's it's right. so fun to know. You're acknowledging that nothing can go wrong. That uh, we're all connected. We're all connected. It's safe. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Okay. Moving on to another question. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, Hmm. Okay, what do you wish someone had told you about life when you were younger? Oh, wow, okay. Um, there's a lot of things. <laughs> Put um, me on the spot a little bit. Hmm. May have to pause the tape here and let me think. Okay, I can ask another one if you want me to come back to that one. Just yeah, come back to that one. There's a lot there. This one's kind of equally as heavy. Um, does life get easier as you grow older? It can. Okay. I've seen. I've I, I, personally, um, you know, the challenges continue. Okay. Um, the with maturity, most I won't say all, but most adults 
start realizing that not to sweat the small stuff. Yeah. And that most of the challenges, they come in different forms, but it's not really um, what comes into our lives and challenges us that matters, no matter what it's big or small. Hmm. It's how we react to them. Hmm. Yeah. And I guess when we get older, most adults come to realize this. Not all. Yeah. But most. And um, so does life get uh, easier in the fact that you um, sh- struggle against it less? You kind of start adapting you to start it. You start accepting it. Or accepting it. Okay. Yeah, kind of like me and the feather. Yeah. At first, you know, I, I, I kind of got that when I see these feathers <laughs> that I know there's a challenge on its way. And at first it was a bit scary. Yeah. When I start seeing this trend, okay, oh no, what's going to happen now? To the point where I, I'm, these things will continue forever because I think our Creator wants us to evolve and, yeah. and become more um, aware of hmm. what is. And, and, and one way of, of, is through experience and how we react to things that come our way. Yeah. I, I will be the first to tell you that I have not always passed this test. <laughs> it's a difficult And it one. <laughs> comes back around in a different form very often. It, How do you know when you have passed the test? Uh, when it, it's almost as if when it, the fear is gone and there's, you face it, you just accept it. You, when something comes your way, you're accepting it. Uh, you know that you have everything in you and you just keep stepping forward and you accept it. You don't try to fight it. You don't try to make excuses. You don't try to run from it. You just basically um, accept it. And uh, I just have this vision of like arms open being like, ah, you know, like, yes, just life. (laughs) And when you, yeah, you just open your arms up. Not battling it. it. Yeah. No, don't battle. Taking, not taking it, but, um, persevering mm-hmm. kind of you know I think a lot of times uh, people will take uh, things that uh, they are fearful are of and it um, can can really cause anger and sickness yeah for real okay that's a good answer well I've really enjoyed talking to you thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story and sharing my story and um, is there anything else you want to say before we before we tell our listeners goodbye. That I'm just so proud of you and uh, what you're doing with this podcast. I know it'll grow as you uh, continue to um, cover different topics and people will certainly connect to it. I I know I I listen to it uh, and I've listened to all the different ones and and I'm pretty critical about stuff and and I'm that way because I want you to not get anything sugar-coated I've always wanted you to uh, you know uh, know that if you hear me say it's good then you know it really is good well I know that because as a child growing up wanting (laughs) to be an entertainer it's been hard it has been but it's been also the biggest blessing because y'all this guy sounds like a nice man but he's told me straight up like that joke not funny sorry (laughs) i'm just trying to protect you i'm not being too but then also at the same time he's also said hey i think that you know when i first started this podcast and i'm not trying to get cocky this is only episode 12 but you've told me hey i think that this is you got something here and um and so you are my biggest critic but also i need that because I think even more so I'm my biggest critic and sometimes you know I can't see past all of the imperfections myself and it's nice to know that I have someone that is such a high role model figure in my life you tell me like hey you know you can do it or hey this is good pursue it or hey you know maybe you need to work on that a little bit more or my favorite has been you have permission just to do whatever you want to do you have permission no one needs to give it to you but if you need it from me which I've told you before I do (laughs) (laughs) I don't but I do um 
you've given me that. And I think yep. that's been the biggest thing in my whole life, more than anyone. And I'm so lucky, I feel, that it's from a parent because so many people don't get that from their parents. And I've got two amazing parents and they're amazing in different ways, but more than anything, you've been not just a parent and not just a friend and not just someone who's not a friend. You know, you've been that strict kind of person too, but even more than that, you've been someone here on earth that I feel that relationship we talked about earlier with our creator, I feel that with. And mm -hmm. I think everyone needs that. And hopefully people find that with someone. Um, you know, I believe, I've told you before, I believe in reincarnation. And I believe we're here in indefinitely. We just keep getting recycled. But in the best way, it's to learn these lessons and it's to grow. And we might not, you know, come back to Earth. I'm always watching those superhero shows on the CW. There's so many Earths. There's Earth 1, there's Earth 47. Yeah. There's many Earths, you know. But um, but I think that when we do come back, there's special people that, if we're lucky, we get to kind of have as a cheerleader or as a friend or as a parent or as just like a soulmate in a way that is just a part of you that has been put into two different separate bodies and has come here to learn their own journeys, but also to, to, to be there. And I know as I've gotten older, it's been kind of hard because I am on my own journey. But I always admire you, Dad. I always see you as a role model. And I'm so lucky for these moments that we can talk like this. And I think that yeah. it's really great for our, our listeners, too, to hear that, yeah, you're my dad. And, yeah, you help me. But, like, also, we have mature conversations like this. And we're friends. Oh, and we, we have hours sometimes yeah. of talking about all sorts of subjects. And to, you know, and it's a mutual thing. You know, you're you're a an adult now you're a friend more you know just as you are my daughter now you're someone that I can talk with and and it's always been um, enjoyable to have someone who's open-minded that we talk about everything uh, it's it's the, <laughs> you know everything under the sun and, and it's and, just scratching and, the surface honestly yeah and and until you really I guess you know go to that other side we we don't know we don't know what is uh what's going on we're just trying to kind of learn as we go and yeah. um to close your mind off to uh, things it, it uh well we've never had we've never had that we've we've always been able to talk about right anything and everything so that's always been well good. i just thought about it too really quick before we go while we're sitting here talking about getting signs and stuff from the other side and you know everything is temporary and i know that mm -hmm. We don't know what's going to happen in the next hour. I mean, i got a car ride back to Gulf Shores. We don't know. You know. But I think it's, I would like to speak up, and I'm glad we're doing this on the mic, because I just, it just came to me. If, because of our beliefs in such different things than I feel like the, the mainstream kind of puts out there, then I promise that you have a friend in me. If one of us, if it's me or if it's you, if it's whatever, I will be sending signs. Yeah. <laughs> I will be coming back. I will be here for you, yeah. even if I'm not physically here. I've heard stories think, of people doing that. Yeah. And they feel like that they were still in you know, contact, and I believe that to be true. Yeah. yeah, sure. And we have a special family, too. Like, literally, I know we've talked a lot about my dad and the my family. Bunch. Yeah, and even, I mean, we have yeah. a fun bunch family, which is wonderful. It's like... That's another story. And we another ought to story. have a show with just all of us on here. We should, and I could do that the next time yeah. um, we all get together. And you, of course, only scratching the surface of who you are as a person oh, outside yeah. of me. You've done many, all many, kinds many, of many, many, many faces and just, mask and yeah, yeah, uh, keeps it interesting. <laughs> I do. I will say I'm. I don't sound interesting right now, but no, you do. <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah. And you reinvent yourself a lot, which I think is a very powerful tool. <laughs> I do. I, for I, making I try life. to enjoy myself while I'm here. So I'm sure yeah. they're going to hear from you again <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. And, um, and yeah. And that is something, I, yeah, before we go, I will say that, ha, you know, and, and a lot of people have seen their loved ones pass on. And, uh, but it's, it's, something, it's something when it's you, when yeah. it's you in that bed. And, and you're thinking, is this it? So sometimes, you know, you see it in the movies where people have, like like in uh, the the Grinch. I mean, not the Grinch, but the um, uh, Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. uh, Scrooge, you know, he yeah. comes back, you know, he says, like, I'm going to do things different. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, there's something 
to be said about that. And so I went, you know, that's what I try to do uh, with my life is try to keep it interesting, try to change it up. Uh, people that know me, they realize later they don't know me. They, they yeah. think they know me, but I've got several. You know, I'm, I'm more than just Multifaceted. one. Multifaceted. Oh, goodness. Multifaceted. But it's because I've been there, and I, I know that you, you really, I've been there twice. We'll have to yeah. talk about the second one. You know. Another time that you kind yeah. of ignored the suns a little they bit. I had a blood clot, and <laughs> yeah, they that about did me in. But anyway, yeah, you, you, you try to uh, take advantage of every every moment. Right. Every every day. And, and I, I waste a lot away sometimes. Yeah, I do. Everybody does. Everyone's but, human, yeah. We're human beings, not human doings. But, but it's through moments, the doing. I have moments where I'm like, no, I'm going to savor this moment. I'm going to make the most of it. I think a lot of people do that too. Yeah. And that's the true contagious victory that is what this whole podcast is about is to, you know, recognize those moments and pass them on when you do because that's the contagious part is that these victories, they can be big, they can be little, they can be life or death. I mean, you know, but it's when you have something and it might be something to you, but then also because that same real you is it also in everybody, then mm -hmm. it will inspire and it will motivate mm -hmm. and it will encourage. Mm -hmm. And so that's the little, that's the contagious victory. So thank you again so much for your time. One more thing. Okay. One more thing. <laughs> All right. And, and I, uh, cause I thought about this while ago, looking into your eyes and, and knowing I've told you this before and I'll share it with the audience okay. and it seems so simple, but I encourage people, um, there's a song and really listen to the lyrics. I, 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 I really just not really listen to all of them, but pull them up on YouTube where it says, you know, this is the song with lyrics and listen to the lyrics. But um, when you wish upon a star. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It is. It's so true. It really is. Maybe I'll have to, before this episode airs, I'll pull up some of those some of my favorite parts out of that song and just yeah. kind of highlight them I think that would be good too mm -hmm. just to kind of remind people because you love that song you know that song but I then do. I send it to you sometimes you do I was going to say <laughs> and then you hear it and yeah. and there's been a couple of them one yeah. recently um, it was an 80s song I think it was something about a beat or something can you feel the beat or something and I was listening and you'd sent me that one before yeah. and I kind okay. of like brushed it off or whatever you know but then it came on and I was like no my dad sent me this song and I hear it now like yeah. I know I hear yeah. the message and there's yeah there's songs like that when you wish upon a star is one of those good ones too yeah um Great, great work. Or not great work, but great, I was going to say, homework for the listeners to go look. But great recommendation also, and I kind of combine those two sentences. But, yeah. Well, um, but, yeah, thank you so much, Dad. And um, hopefully we will invite you back on. So if you enjoyed this interview, then let us know in either sharing it and letting people know, you know, share it with your parent if you have the um, – the blessing of doing so and if it's inspired you then hopefully you can pass it along and you know give my dad some love by sharing in one of the comments that you really liked this episode if you do and we can have him back on again because he's one of my favorite people I don't have to convince many people to believe that because it's very true it's pretty obvious but yeah well thank you again dad and um you're welcome say bye to our listeners goodbye bye <laughs>
I am trying to reach a goal before my 26th birthday. I really, really, really want to reach 26 reviews over on Apple Podcast before February 23rd. Now, I have, I think, 13, thanks to Lico. So uh, I really need your help. If you can't access the podcast via Apple Podcasts, then share the podcast on your story over on Facebook, on Instagram, or tweet about it and let everyone know that I'm trying to get to 26 reviews. So not only can we spread the podcast, but I can also hopefully accomplish my goal. Now, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys, so thanks again for listening, and uh, you're more than welcome to join us over there in the Facebook community. All you got to do is type in Contagious Victories, and that should pop up, but I'll also link it in the show notes. Until next time, my friends, I will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Contagious Victories podcast. If the show inspired you to share your own victory story, I'm here to tell you the world deserves to hear it. Submit it to me online at ToriBlackman.com. Review and subscribe if that feels right. Telling a friend about the show helps Contagious Victories to grow. Plus, we all appreciate a little sunshine. I'm Tori B. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you soon.